Hello and welcome. You are listening to Excuse Us While We Succeed, a podcast to empower female entrepreneurs and interview badass businesswomen who have succeeded against the odds. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door and then knock it down. I'm Brittany Bettini, serial entrepreneur. And I'm Ashley Sandall, realtor, seniors real estate specialist, and founder of Excuse Us While We Succeed, a society for female entrepreneurs. Welcome back, guys. It is episode two of our podcast, and we are so excited. We have our first guest with us today. I am so pumped. I am too, yeah. So we just came off this uh, Memorial Day weekend, which was absolutely freaking beautiful. Brittany, did you do anything fun and exciting? So actually, yes, I rented a pontoon boat um, on Lake James for my family, and we took the kids out on the boat for the first time ever. Uh, I remember, like, as a kid. ever. Yeah, so they'd never been on, like, a boat on a lake. Oh, my god! In their lives. Um, you guys must have had a blast. So, yeah, they, like, got the whole lake experience. And the great part about it was, like, I didn't have to do any of the work of, like, hauling a boat down there and, like, mm-hmm. gassing it up or doing any of that stuff. They did it all for me. It was really, like, like a nice concierge kind of thing. Uh, we could, like, rent a tube. And they, like, taught us how to drive the boat and everything. Um but it was really cool. Like, I had, like, a whole crying moment, like, while no one was watching me. Because when I was a kid, my biological dad used to take me to the lake all the time. And we would go tubing. And I got to um, watch my kids have that experience for the first time. Aww. And, like, they were... I remember how, like, scary it was the first time I got knocked off the tube. And I, like, was able to kind of coach them through that. And then I watch them uh you know just having like a ball like they were so excited and having so much fun and um I had like a whole moment like oh I remember when I was a kid um and then a snake almost bit us so maybe not a nature girl anymore so stop it uh we were me and I had the baby so my baby's one years old and I had him in my lap sitting on the tube we had like anchored off we're just like chilling hanging out and Tori uh my nine-year-old daughter baby in my lap all sitting on the tube and then my husband was messing with victoria about how there were snapping turtles in the lake and she was gonna get bit so she's like trying to stay up on the float and then she sees like a head sticking out of the water and she's like look there's one right there and i look and it is a giant like eight foot snake slithering across the top of the water i have never moved so fast I was like, get the baby, get the baby, get the baby. And like handed the baby up on the boat to my husband. So maybe not a lake girl, but uh, we definitely had a blast. And we made some real core, core memories this weekend. That's awesome. Uh, how about you? Did you do any fun this, anything fun this weekend? So actually, funny story. Our guest today had a bunch of the Excuse Us While We Succeed girls over for a cookout on Sunday. Nice. And they set up this huge, gigantic slip and slide. It literally was a slip and bleed. Like... <laughs> couple of like amazing quotes from the weekend uh top of the list was um it's all fun and games until somebody poops on the slide <laughs> Did, is that something that happened yeah, oh, yeah yeah oh okay okay 
<laughs> it's all good, though. You know, toddlers. Too many three-year-olds <laughs> running around naked. Okay, I thought this was a grown person. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Okay. I feel much better about that. I feel much better about that. Okay. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, it was just so fun. I mean, if the group does nothing else, I've already made, like, this handful of freaking awesome friends. I'm so thankful for um, so on that note, um, our first guest is the owner of Suburban Events, which is a food truck. Um, what is it? What is a food truck? What? Uh, we set up pop-up events for food trucks. Pop-up events for food trucks. And her, her name is Liz Werner, and um, she's absolutely fantastic. So we're going to talk to her a little bit today about her business and the struggles that she has um, been through as an entrepreneur. Um She's just moved out here to Asheville from Portland and, um, you know, she left Portland for the same reasons I was all horrified by Portland. Um, we were out there a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, I was there 10 years ago and it was cute. It reminded me of Asheville and yeah, they always say that Portland yeah. is like a bigger Asheville. Yeah. And, and a couple of weeks ago we were walking around the same exact areas where I was like bar hopping. I have pictures with my friends out front of these places. We're just littered with trash and homeless people all over the place. Like literally all over the place, like in the middle of the like islands in the yeah. middle of the road. My daughter was like, who, why does that guy have a blanket there? Why is he laying there in the middle of the road? Yeah. And I'm like, sweetie, like that's where he lives. He sleeps there at night. And she was just like, what? Yeah. Like, uh, yes, it's, I don't know. We experienced the same thing when we went to LA for our honeymoon. I mean, we see homeless people in Asheville mm -hmm. all the time, but like whenever, um, we went to LA and there, there would be like a, a Ferrari and a Rolls Royce mm -hmm. and then like a 50 foot encampment of homeless people. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, so sad. it's very, it's very different on the West coast right now. Yeah. The yeah. unfortunate thing about Portland too, is it's everywhere now, yeah. not yeah. just in the city. Yeah. It's on the outskirts. It's in the suburbs. It's far out. Like yeah. halfway to the beach even in Forest Grove. Jeez. Yeah. No, I mean, is it just like sad. people are moving there for that purpose? Or are people, do you know, like if it's actual people who are from there? Yeah, I'm just sure. Had, yeah. It just got really bad with the pandemic. So it all started around the time of the protests. But then the pandemic hit shortly after. Yeah. And it just got out of control. And it seems like the city isn't doing very much to fix the problem. Yeah. Um, and we just couldn't be there anymore. We had to leave. Yeah. We couldn't use our parks anymore. There yeah. Were not even the homeless people, but, like, the drugs, the needles that you would find. Trash. Like, the trash. Rats running everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. Really? Like, literally, Nora was like, oh, my God, look at that cute mouse. I'm like, that's not a mouse, honey. That is a giant street rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. very cute. It's all really unfortunate. <laughs> Portland is such a beautiful city, and yeah. I really hope oh. they figure out a way to come back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That would be fantastic. Um, well, on that note, um, we're going to take a, a quick little two-second break powwow, and uh, we're going to give the mic over to Liz, and she can tell us about her trials and tribulations, and I'm really looking forward to hearing her story. I am super pumped to introduce Liz Werner uh, with Suburban Events. She is amazing, and I'm so excited to have her on the show with us today. Liz, tell us about your business, please. We want to hear. Sure. So my business is Suburban Events, and we manage, we're a special kind of event manager where we set up and manage pop-up events for food trucks. 
Um, I think, Brittany, you said this last week on the podcast, but when there's a problem, there's a business solution. Yes. So um, food trucks need profitable places to set up shop, and they need to know how many people to prep for, and, um, you know, they need their places to go. And properties of all sorts are looking for low-cost amenities to provide their tenants. So um, I basically married those two concepts and now manage about 70 events per week uh, for oh, the food wow. trucks of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, well, you moved to the right place here because yeah. obviously Asheville is a huge food truck area as well. Yeah, so. Ash- Asheville actually, even though it's a smaller city, has significantly more mobile food trucks than Portland, which is yeah. kind of surprising. People think of Portland as a food truck city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. It's a food cart city. Yeah. And they all sit on blocks yeah, in pods wow. and they don't move. Yeah. There's only about like 35, 40 mobile food trucks, wow. okay. which is kind of a problem for my business. As you so you have cornered the market then. I have if the market. Do- if you're doing 70 events, then that is... Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. But we need more mobile trucks. So if anyone in Portland wants to start a mobile food truck, I would be happy to find events for you. That's that's really cool. And I know that we actually spoke recently uh, on the phone about your business. And I, I just love it. I love the idea that, number one, you can do this mobily. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, that you're able to do exactly what you said. Find a problem that people are facing and make their lives easier. There is no better thing to do in business than solve a problem for someone. So congratulations. That's awesome. And similarly to you, I work with entrepreneurs and support their business. And before I started this company, I knew I worked in restaurants. So there was that, but um, never worked with a food truck before. And so like didn't quite know what I was getting into. But when the day is over, these are entrepreneurs that I'm supporting and their families and their businesses and their livelihoods. And I find a lot of joy in that. Yeah. Yeah, it must be fun. So how's it been going here in Asheville? So not great in Asheville. Um, I haven't had time to put a lot of effort into the Asheville market. And it also seems like, and I've tried to expand, tried, loosely tried to expand, like put my toes in the water in different cities, Chicago, Seattle, oh, wow. um, Pittsburgh, and now Asheville. And every city seems to have a different set of problems. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can just take the Portland business market and put it in Asheville. Right. Like in Portland, you have sprawling commercial business parks. In Asheville, you don't. It's yeah. a tourist city. You have events. So it's just a different type of um, need here. Yeah. Problem that I'm trying to solve. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have no doubt that you'll you'll definitely be able to figure that out and um, let me know where the food trucks are because your girl likes to visit the food trucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the food too. <laughs> so now, where did you come from originally? You're not from Portland, are you? So I came from rural Indiana, okay. um, a town called Wheatfield. Oh. And it's original. <laughs> yeah. Was there a wheat field there? Uh, mostly cornfields. Okay. But the high school I went to uh, had a drive your tractor to school day. So that's how (laughs) rural we were. Um, One stoplight in the town, you know, basically just like country roads for miles. And Indiana is not fun to drive through. No. Reminds me of Nebraska. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Not that it's not pretty, this is, but this is why I'm a flyer. It's very <laughs> yeah. Long like, I like to flat. look at it from thirty-five thousand. Yeah, yeah. 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 nice. 
Um, so I grew up there after Chicago or after graduation. I went to Purdue. After graduation, I moved to Chicago. Oh, you went to Purdue. Went to Purdue. Look at you. Okay. I think my cousin went to Purdue. Oh yeah. I knew I felt dumb (laughs) in this room. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even go to college, so. Yeah. Well, you don't need it, and that's like part of being an entrepreneur, right? Is like you don't have to check all the boxes that you know, required for some industries. We are not even having the, like, same flexibility or same... That's my favorite part. I don't even use my degree. And every time I talk to an entrepreneur who has, like, this really, like, significant, uh, you know, degree... And then they're they're an entrepreneur now, <laughs> like they're not even using what they learned. It's yeah, it's funny to me. But most of the entrepreneurs are are, are working to pay off the student loans as well. <laughs> I know it's true. Actually, that's a lie. I did go to like half a year of community college mm-hmm. and listen to this. I like to be obviously. We've talked about being real on this show, so I'm just gonna embarrass myself real quick. Um, <laughs> I then dropped out of school and just ignored my student loans for like 10 years Mm -hmm. so they like quadrupled and what was supposed to only be like 1500 bucks turned into like 15,000 bucks after all of the like interest and the fees that were racking up and racking up and racking up and then I tried to pay it off it destroyed my credit yeah I tried to pay it off and like after seven years of trying to pay it off, I looked at my balance and it was almost like the exact same as when I started. Yeah. I didn't realize I'd been paying like 95% of my freaking bill every month With went interest. to interest. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And last year, fortunately, I had an amazing year and I just wrote him a check. I paid it all off. Yeah, my, my <laughs> husband, has uh, he went to a private school, uh, like a private college. And um, his when we met and he was telling me all these woes about his student loans and I was like oh my gosh like and he's like yeah I've been paying on them for 10 years now and I think the balance has gone down two thousand dollars and I've paid in like thirty thousand dollars and I'm like ew and so now like that I work very closely with several different companies that help people with this exact problem because Mm -hmm. uh student loans are such a uh real issue for almost every single person that I know even people who didn't graduate college Mm -hmm. actually especially people who didn't actually graduate because they um start so had nothing to show for it yeah it's it's just a really it's a really hard take fifteen thousand dollars and throw it in the fire pit yeah yeah it's it's anyways back on track so oh I was just gonna say I felt a lot of pressure to go to college um Growing up, my dad worked in a steel mill in Mm. Indiana, and I remember one time we went to, he had like a take your daughter to work day thing, and I was probably in elementary school at the time, and I remember how terrible it was. Like the second, they had like this great tour set up where you're going to see all these cool things, and, but it was, everything was covered in soot and grime and it, it was just terrible the whole experience was awful and then I went home feeling terrible for my dad that like this is the place that he has to go every day yeah and Aww. like he's supporting me and now like I need to like do better than that to show him that like I have succeeded sort yeah of, absolutely yeah. or um, to give back to your parent like I feel that back so, exactly. yeah I feel an immense amount of pressure too like when you watch your parents do stuff for you and like mm-hmm. sacrifice then you're like oh I gotta you know, give back and help them now. It's my turn. My turn. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like growing up in such a rural town like yeah. we failed in <laughs> Um You know, parts of it were fun. I mean, we used to have like cornfield parties where yeah. there was this one um, friend that I had that did like a 
chili dump, he called it, and everyone would bring their own chili and, like, rent a kettle, dump it in, and you just have this big bash with, you know, chili being kind of the center point of it. And that, like, stuff like that was fun. But ultimately, I never really felt like I was at home living in such a rural town and always felt like I needed to get out in some way. I just didn't quite know what that looked like. So did you go straight to Portland from Indiana? Um, I went to Chicago from Indiana and then to Portland. Nice. Chicago is a big, really seriously big city. Yes, Chicago is a big city. And there also, like, I never felt at home. Like, the city was almost too hustle-bustle for me. Like, there were parks, but not, like, green spaces like Mm -hmm. I was used to growing up. Um, The suburbs felt... I don't know, generic. They all felt the same. It was cold. It was hot. Like, Chicago is just a really hard... I think it's a really hard place to live. Extremes. Yeah, I have a lot of clients in Chicago Mm -hmm. who are entrepreneurs, and it's it's a tough place to live. Yeah, it is. And for me, it was, like, the, the environment, but also trying to, like, find the right job and the right fit for my career. Like, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do, so I kept finding these companies that, like... You know, I definitely gained things from them on the way, but I just never felt like, yeah, I you know, I was the right fit. I was working for this investment company at one point, and um, it was like an inside sales job trying to get, like, set appointments for the outside sales men. And a really reputable company. I was really, like, thankful to have the job. But as soon as I got there, I started, like, making these appointments left and right. And it was a commission job, so you wouldn't get your commission until after the salesperson goes out and, like, sells the yeah. uh, the product or whatever. And all of the people that I were working with were men, and they were so lazy. Like, <laughs> I was blown away by how lazy these people were, and I would, like, go home and talk to my boyfriend about it, and he would be like, Liz, just... Because I felt like I was showing them up, almost, in a bad way. Like, yeah. I felt like that was bad. Like, I didn't want to, like, push too hard because I was worried about what other people were would think of me, and this yeah. is part of, like, the growth of entrepreneurship, right? Like, now I don't care. Mm-hmm. But back then, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and, like, how to get there. Um, it was just crazy. Like, I was, like, putting pushing the brakes because yeah. I was worried about um, backlash. Or- backlash or, like, somebody saying... Just somebody being, like, offended by you being su- successful. Yeah. And that happens all the time in, in corporate America. It's just, like... You know, excuse me while I succeed here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had another experience when I was working for a wholesale mortgage lender up there. There was this woman who, um, the same boyfriend I was just telling you about, like, she, I feel like, had him picked out for her mm. daughter. And so she was, like, one of the operations managers in the firm. And she, like, told someone, they got back to me. She's like, Liz Duggar, that's my maiden name, mm-hmm. um, is my next target. We're going to get her out. Because I was doing so well at my, oh my job. Gosh. And I had this boyfriend that apparently she wanted for her daughter. It was terrible. Yeah. Like, just horrible. having to navigate around all these people that are bitter or just just kind of mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I worked in banking uh, mm-hmm. when I was fresh out of college. And I am one of those people that's, like, super, super goal-driven. So, like, if you give me, like, a a goal or an incentive hanging, like, it's like a carrot on a a fishing line, uh, I'm going to get the carrot. There's absolutely nothing (laughs) that's going to stop me from getting to the carrot. And people get really offended by that. 
um, I noticed that people like didn't want me to continue to push the goals higher because it made their job harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I got annoyed with that. Or like one time I was working in like uh, a job selling medical equipment uh, or like collecting money. And I was, I had in my first month knocked their goal that they had set that no one had achieved out in like half the month to collect money. Wow. Um, Cause I was just like talking to people on the phone and being really genuine and like, Hey, you know what? If you can't pay the whole thing, like how much can you pay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like let me get 20 bucks so we don't have to, you know, mess up your credits and this or whatever. So like I, I did really well. And they, then the corporate company was like, we're changing the bonus structure and making the goal higher. So like I was getting punished for doing well and meeting their goals when for years no one else had ever even met that goal. So now because I met it, we're going to push it higher. They didn't want to be paying out. That was when I decided because I needed that bonus. I actually was reaching that goal because I couldn't feed my kids. And like, I knew if I didn't hit that goal that I was going to really struggle that month. So like it was a need for me, not a want so much. And when they did that, I was like, oh, that is a real slap in the face. Now it's going to be harder to feed my kids. I am never going to let anyone ever tell me that, you know, I can't have something ever again. I'm going to go make it for myself. Yeah. So many. It's crazy how common it is. So many entrepreneurs are born from just like really getting mistreated in corporate America. It's really sad because those companies could have really done well if they had kept these people with this entrepreneurial spirit. Right. Yeah. My mom, she is a single mom and raised three girls. I'm the oldest that I was seven when they got divorced. So she's had to like do it all. And I remember one time, I don't know if I, when, if it was middle school or high school or what, but I remember she was like mad about something and she was like, you shouldn't expect to like your job. She's like, you work to live. Don't expect to enjoy it too. Ugh. And that's always like, oh, that hurts. Me. Yeah. That like, hurts. something that like I couldn't believe was true. Like yeah. you're just going to spend your life working 40 plus hours a week at a minimum and hate your life while you're doing it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, it's not true. No. <laughs> At all. And it, and it, you it's, can make changes. Yeah, you can. And it's so hard because so many people think like that. And it, I feel sad for those people that, that they're going to live their entire lives without ever really feeling that, that passion and purpose that um, I get to feel every mm-hmm. single day when I do what I do. And I feel, I feel really sad for that. Like, we only get one ride. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm not a super spiritual person, but like, I know that if I get reincarnated, I'm probably going to be like a rock or something. So, um, <laughs> you it. know, I only get this one shot to do this. And like, I want my kids to watch me enjoying my life. And like, you know, it's expensive to rent yeah. a boat. It's expensive to like do super yeah. fun stuff with my family sometimes. But like, and, and people are like, well, why don't you save that money? Or why don't you? I'm like, save it for what? You know, like, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy all this work that I've done. Like, it's just a, it's, it's a sad thing to see. One of my mom's best friends, Dawn, she was awesome. She had the best, like, most vibrant personality. Worked her entire life and saved every single day and, like, skimped out on the things that she wanted to do here and there. And literally, like, retired and that very first week, she bought an RV and she drove across the country 
And when she got to California, like, 10 days later, she literally just dropped dead. Like, some oh freak gosh. thing, like, something internal, oh, some freak no. thing, like, killed her. She worked her entire life from mm-hmm. 9 to 5, like, sometimes 6, 7 days a week, to retire and have this grand old happy ending and yeah. literally died before it before it happened. That's and terrible. I know this isn't like necessarily a great thing, but I was talking to Liz this weekend. We're thinking about renting a boat on um, Lake Laura or something. Yeah. Over the Highly summer. recommend. I know. And I was like, <laughs> it, it wasn't a joke. I was like, if I can close a couple big deals, like I'll just buy us a boat. Yeah. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, who the hell do I think I am? Like, I really probably need a retirement account and I really probably could use like a savings account, but that's no fun. <laughs> no. A boat would be way more fun than Let me that. tell you, okay, you ready for a coaching session? Yeah. All right. You have my, I have your permission. Yeah. Okay. Buy the boat. Now you can, uh, you can turn a boat into an asset. I learned this this weekend. I okay. rented my boat from somebody who owns a boat. Mm-hmm. Every weekend that they're not using their boat, they rent it out to people like me. So then it pays for itself yeah, or yeah. potentially pays you to buy a boat. Because yeah. I was trying to talk my husband into buying a boat. And he was like, oh, they're so hard to upkeep, blah, blah, blah. And like all, no, the, all the money that you have to spend to have a boat. And I was like, you know me, all my cars are assets. I rent everything that I own out when I'm not yeah. using it. Why couldn't I do the same with a boat? So I like Googled it and found the boat we were going to rent. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. So like buy the boat, buy the fancy car, buy the designer clothes. And then when you're not using them, let someone else Mm -hmm. rent them and use them. And then you're not losing money. You're able to enjoy the things that you want to have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then still, you know, makes a couple extra bucks. So there you go. I might just Now you have a boat. (laughs) Does anyone want to go win on a boat? Mm. (laughs) 10 each. 11, actually 12,000 each. You'll get us a pretty nice boat. Yeah. Yeah. A nice pontoon. We could have a um, excuse us while we succeed party boat. There we go. We could use business. We could LLC. Started getting a little frothy downstairs. Okay, we could get an LLC. (laughs) I've got it all figured out. LLC, the excuse us while we succeed group. We build business credit for it. We use the business credit to buy the boat. Yes. Rent the boat out while we're not using it to make money for the group so that we can fund our own events. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so good. I'm so excited right now. Oh, we, we, let's make it happen. We're doing, we're doing big things, guys. It's all coming together on the podcast, too. It is. So I love this podcast I'm throwing an RV in the mix, too. Oh, yeah. We need an RV. We need a boat. We need need a jet. Yeah, (laughs) we do. It's really just about learning to think bigger. Um, If you, if it's okay, I want, I just want to talk about some manifestation really quick because this weekend I am, I'm going to Miami. I'm speaking in front of 2,500 people. And a few months ago I was in Atlanta at a a speaking event and someone mentioned that it was maybe going to happen that I would be able to speak in the Miami thing. But I I didn't, I I never thought that that would be possible for me. You guys remember I was on food stamps like five years ago. So I'm like talking in front of 25 about what, you know, what do they want to hear? And, uh, (laughs) um, and so I got it in my head. I was like, I got to quit thinking negatively. I'm going to manifest this. I am speaking on that stage no matter what. So a week before the event. So like last week I had booked plane tickets for me my entire family, my videographer, and my nanny to go to Florida. I rented a giant mansion villa right on the water with a pool. Nice. I rented a G-Wagon 
to drive around Miami in. Okay, <laughs> my husband. G wagon. It's like a Mercedes oh, SUV, okay. and so like every it's like a hundred thousand dollar car. Okay. So anyway, I'm thinking that I, if nothing else happens, even if I'm just going to the event as a guest, I bought my VIP ticket already. Everything. I'm like. If I can just go to this event as a guest and use the whole experience as content creation, yeah. whatever, I'm still coming out better on the other side. I'm going to network. I'm going to meet people. Yeah. But I had manifested this. My husband's like, why are you spending all this money? Like, you could just go down there by yourself for the event and come home. It'll be okay. I can watch the kids. And I'm like, I am speaking at this event. He's like, you haven't been asked to speak at this event, <laughs> Brittany. All the flyers are out. Like, it's not happening. And three days after that, I got a, a DM that, like, we, you know, we want you up on the stage at this event. And I, I mean, I just remember, like, running around this office, like, sprinting. Just like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> um, but, like, manifestation is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Power of attraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looking, secret. Looking at things and, and surrounding yourself with nice things um can really help you take yourself to a next mm -hmm. the next level and i'm 100 percent proof mm -hmm. of that because yeah. i i would have never spent the investment to do all of that on a hope and a prayer five years ago because i had mm -hmm. no self-esteem and i was like mm -hmm. you know i didn't even think i was worthy of like being in the room with like normal people but like now i get to stand on the stage next to billionaires because mm -hmm. i i really just believed that i belong there yeah it's, it's just crazy. That's awesome. I was reading through an email the other day, and at the very bottom of this woman's signature, it's a pretty, you know, well-known quote, but yeah. I am are the two most powerful words for what you put after them shapes your reality. Mm. Like, that just really, yes. like, spoke to me in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, because just like you said, you know, you didn't think that you were worthy five years ago. So now, well, just like, <laughs> a year ago. So changing, <laughs> changing the way you look at things, changing yeah. the way you say things, you know? really makes a difference yeah my husband said something to me yesterday in the car he was like you know i think that everything changed for you when you realized who you were because everyone around you already knew what you were capable of yeah like the moment i met you i already knew you were going to be famous he's like so uh it just watching you figure that out has been really cool to watch so yeah um you know just i know they're like believe in yourself it sounds so like generic or whatever but boy it really changes things yeah well, Liz was saying something about um, that ever since she started her own business, that this entrepreneurship was like a cakewalk compared to the struggles of, you know, a, tr a career working with other people and people putting you down and whatnot. And I mean, I, I look at Brittany and at Liz mm -hmm. and just, you know, we see these like happy people like doing mm -hmm. what they love to do. And it's like literally just, I mean, it's so inspiring. So... Um, really anyone that's on the brink of <laughs> wanting to be an entrepreneur, anyone that's thinking of doing it, just, you know, grab the bull by the horns. You only live once. Yeah. You literally only live once. So what's it going to hurt if you try? You yeah. got to try. Yeah. And I was always one of those people too, who like, um, you know, the dating profile, how you check the boxes that you, that you can, like, if you like basketball or yeah, yeah. like crafts or whatever it is. I was always one of those people that like I struggled to check boxes. Yeah. Always kind of lived like in survival mode growing up. Um, oh, always had yes. a job. So like I didn't really have time to learn how to play the guitar or even like the mental capacity even if I did have time. Yeah. You know it's just like wasn't something that I did and so when I was trying to figure out like what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? These companies just are not for me. Um, what it came down to and I didn't even realize it until probably... 
maybe four years ago is for me, like I'm passionate about this lifestyle that I have, Yeah, you know, being able to have a flexible career, being able to work from home, being able to go on field trips, being able to buy a new house if I want to, or go on a vacation if I want to, without thinking too hard about it. Like the lifestyle is what I'm passionate about and what I work for every single day. Yeah. And my passion has changed over time. Mm -hmm. When I first started being, you know, as an entrepreneur, my passion was, landing contracts like I was obsessed with not so much money but like proving to myself that I was capable of doing something after people had told me I wasn't and then later figuring out that I really wanted to help people with their finances because I had learned to help myself and then more recently uh, my passion and I think my final passion what I what I have really figured out that I love doing more than anything is helping other entrepreneurs like showing them the way so they can skip the crying in the shower stages and like the the heartbreak that I went through or even just like ease the blow a little bit um it is something like I wake up in the morning and I'm like let's go (laughs) like I look at my schedule and most people they look at their schedule and they have like 15 consultations or 15 calls with people Mm -hmm. lined up and they're like oh my gosh it's gonna be a long day and I'm like yes I get to talk to all these cool ass people who like had these <laughs> dreams and so like I, I I think that I finally found my passion um, and and I can serve entrepreneurs in so many different ways like I can do really anything I can start 50 new businesses that will help entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, yeah that's like your core now that's like, it your, your that's my core like mm-hmm. I help frustrated entrepreneurs figure it out boom that's all I do. And it, how I do it depends on the entrepreneur and what they need. But, like, once you figure out that passion and what really gets you, and every coach coaches on finding your why. Why do you do that? Why? But that's really it. Like, what what makes you want to get up and, mm-hmm. and, like, do something today? Right. Because I've seen a lot of people that are like, I struggle to even just get out of the bed in the morning and, like, figure out what I want to do. <laughs> you know? And I'm like... Probably depression. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a chemical imbalance. That might be a chemical imbalance. No, there's but a, there's a, a fix for that, though. Yes, there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, I even on the days when because I struggle with mental health and, yeah. and depression, I've been through a lot of trauma and stuff in my life. But even on the days when I feel super depressed, like I still get up and go to work because that's the only thing that brings me joy. Some days is yeah. is work and. Uh, I'm like that too, but it didn't used to be that way. Working in corporate America or even at the beginning of like starting this company, it was, I just had my toes in the water a little bit and wasn't, you know, fully immersed in the, in the world. And it was hard to get up every day and, you know, having a baby and all the changes and everything. So I'm really happy that this company has, um, well, I've made this company flourish in a way that it has and, (laughs) you know, brings me a lot of joy. That's good. I like I like that. I I like that a lot when someone like really takes ownership that they did that. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be like, oh, I was so lucky, but hell no, you weren't lucky. You literally got up every single day and made this shit happen. Yep. And super kudos to you for Thank that. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's and to, to be able to say that, not a lot of women can be like, I I built this. You know, excuse me while I succeed. And that's really sexy. I love it.
take this moment to talk about one of our sponsors. Um, one of our upcoming events is going to be at Laughing Elephant Yoga in Hendersonville. They are a brand new yoga studio and it is probably one of the prettiest spaces I have ever done yoga. Um, the classes are fun. There's all different levels. Um, they do way more than just yoga. They're doing dance stuff. They do these mother's classes. They do Reiki. Yeah, I had a Reiki session um, there. And it was so amazing, and I had, like, this whole profound thing. And then the next morning I woke up, I slipped on some ice, and got a, like, full-grade concussion. So when she called to check on me and see how I was feeling after my rate, I was like, well, I have a concussion. <laughs> so I can't tell you for sure, but uh, highly recommend the Reiki sessions. Just be careful the next day not to ruin it with a full-blown <laughs> concussion. So, yeah, yeah, Laughing Elephant is a gorgeous space. When you walk in, you just feel more calm. Yeah, you really do. And um, I've definitely taken a couple of Aaron's classes. Um, I've done a Pilates class. Um, I mean, there's there's something for everyone. That Pilates class is great. Um, if any of you are a little older or struggling with arthritis, the teacher is um, certified in Pilates for arthritis and osteoporosis, which is great. Nice. Um, she doesn't know it yet, but I'm trying to get her on uh, the Saluda Living in Place program schedule, too, to just sort of teach people like older people how to just do everyday yoga to make you feel better. I, I go, yeah. sometimes I'll literally just feel like shit, like grumpy, like mentally just bad and lethargic. And I'll go to a yoga class and call me. I'll, look, it, I'll go like with amazing. you. <laughs> I'll come out and I'll feel a million times better. I'm like, like never once have I ever said to myself, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that. I just wasted an hour of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to go, too, because I never do anything like that for myself, and Lord knows I need some uh, calm in my life, so <laughs> you better call me the next time you're going. Yeah, so you can follow them on Facebook. Um, it's Laughing Elephant Yoga. You can reach out to them. There are hours of operation there as well. Um, they do got, They have a beautiful website. You can register for classes right online. Um, definitely be sure to check them out, and if any of you can make it to the event with them in July, um, we would love to have you. So we're going to talk about some upcoming events. Um, we just sort of touched on the, the Laughing Elephant Yoga one that's coming up, um, which I'm really excited. We have a new member. Her name is Amanda, and she has a cocktail truck, <gasps> like a horse trailer that she turned into like a really cute cocktail wagon, essentially. And so she's a mixologist. She needs to come park that at my office. I know. <laughs> Seriously, Amanda. Um, anyway, so we were like talking about doing themed cocktails for the one at Laughing Elephant, like sipping Savasana or like a Zen cocktail or whatever. I mean, I'm just really yeah. super excited about it. So now I want her to come to all of the events. Um, the other event that we're talking about is possibly doing a women's self-defense class at the Fighter Within, which is in Hendersonville. Yeah. Followed by, obviously, cocktails and wine. <laughs> and mocktails, for those of you that don't drink. And snackage and networking. Obviously, the goal for all of these things is to network, but I would 
like to have um, it be, you know, fun. Yeah. So we're going to beat each other up, yep. do some yoga, and get drunk. I yes. love it. Doesn't that sound amazing? It's fabulous. Um, so the other thing that we're thinking about, and my brain, like, spiraled out of control when I started thinking about this, because I've always wanted to, like, go back to summer camp. Like, when I was 16 years old, I did two weeks at summer camp up at Camp Spencer in Massachusetts, and I brought my horse, so that's, like, a totally different thing. (laughs) But it's just so fun at summer camp. Like, you're doing crafts, you're, like, canoeing, you're doing the rope swing, there's zip lines, there's, like, ropes courses, there's bonfires with people dancing around the bonfire and playing guitar. There are snakes. And all... (laughs) There are no snakes. I'll protect you from the snakes. Okay. I'll bring my dog snake. My snake dog. There you go. My dog snake. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so... I don't know. I just thought it would be really fun to do an excuse us while we succeed, like, summer camp weekend for adults, for women. And we can literally, I mean, I'm looking at Camp Tacoa, which is in Hendersonville, and there's cabins that sleep just like one or two, and bunk houses that sleep like 15, so there can be like an upgrade situation if you would rather sleep with all your best friends in a cabin. You do, you do like, that. like VIP yeah, and, you do and VI. You get your yeah. own um, cabin or the more hotel room type places. And um, That's me. <laughs> I just thought it would be so fun. We'll you don't want to sleep in our bunk room, Brittany? B- bougie Brittany does not want to bunk with you guys. Come I'm just on. kidding. I'm just kidding. I will, I will be in the middle of the bunkhouse. Yeah. Just put me in the middle. But anyways, yeah, we can do like a couple of business workshops, but really have it be like this awesome team building, yes. relationship forming, weekend of fun and laughing and boat beers. I love it. Yeah, I, I think that that is... It will be super fun and really foster some really amazing relationships that we yeah. can take into the future. So I'm minus the snakes. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm more worried about the giant tarantulas. Oh yeah, I don't do spiders. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Whenever me and my husband are are fighting, I think that he goes outside and finds spiders to place around the house <laughs> because he knows that I will talk to him again if there's a spider. Because I I can't. I will scream and then I'll be like, please come help me. <laughs> and then we're talking again and it's all fixed. Um, so yeah, don't do spiders. I love snakes. Honestly, there was one time oh. in my life I was at my barn where my horse was at the time and there was a Creek running down the back and there's like these huge river rocks and I go down to the Creek and there's four snakes like sitting on the rocks. And I was like, Ooh, snakes. And I grabbed all four, like <gasps> two in each hand. And they were like biting me. And I was like, guys, look at all these snakes I just found. And they were like, what is wrong with oh you? Oh my God. How old were you? I don't know. 20. probably. <gasps> My cat brought a snake in the house the other day. I feel different about you. Did, yeah. I feel like you're like Harry Potter now. Oh. You know, he was like a... S- that was like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, he could talk to snakes. He could? Oh, my gosh. That was you... Voldemort. No. I didn't see it. Oh, you What? <laughs> so no. I, so I just I got... Right, we're watching Harry Potter at the summer camp. I just got on back. On the big screen. I just got back from going to Europe, and we went to a lot of the places. We went to the castle that was Hogwarts. Oh. And so when we got home, my husband had never seen Harry Potter. He's a freak like you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, we had to start watching them so we could, like, pick out the place. We're like, oh, we've been there. So just got done watching number one, and he can most definitely talk to snakes. Okay. All right. That's all right. why the little sorting hat was having trouble figuring out which house to place him in. Oh. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. See? Well, what's funny is I've been trying to get Harry Potter 
on my TV because I feel like my kid would really like it. Yeah. Because my husband is having her watch The Mandalorian, which oh. is for like 14-year-olds plus. And now I have a three-year-old girl who's walking around with sticks going like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like shooting a pretend gun at That's stuff. I'm like, no more Mandalorian, please. She's three. We would rather you use your wand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you did you dark magic instead. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but... Um, yeah, I, I think that definitely we should watch Harry Potter so that everyone can get up to speed. <laughs> I, I just can't believe there's people that haven't seen it at this I point. I know, Liz. Yeah, I don't know. Are you just not into fantasy? I'm not really into fantasy, and I also oh. just have a really short attention span for movies. Oh. And so I just, yeah. I just don't really do it very I'm, often. I can do comedies. They keep my attention a little bit I'm the same way. Or like shooting, like excitement movies. I like those. Yeah, yeah I never watch TV. But I'm, oh, that's what I was going to tell you. There's like, um, I'll, I'll get with you and, and let you know, but there's a place you can watch all of them in order for free. Oh. Yeah. Tell me. I'll tell you. Okay, great. All right. Well, um, let's just take a quick break. You've reached the end of the second episode of Excuse Us While We Succeed. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, Liz, for being here. And if anyone um, has a food truck and they want to get on her schedule or even just have a little consult with her, um, we will attach her contact information below. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook. Make sure you join uh, our private group just specifically for excuse us while we succeed and join us next time for another fantastic interview with an amazing entrepreneur and another special thanks to sarah french who did the music for the show love you sarah see you on the flip side then you'll know
time to go. Mm-hmm.